to a new episode of Hello, I'm Listening with your host, Danny and Foyfi. See, I said your name first. Oh, you that's nice. Yeah, you didn't think that it would. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was waiting for you to sing your main host, Foyfi. No. So, thanks everybody for listening, indulging, and also for all the new people that maybe are showing up on our podcast. We've seen a, new, a couple of new subscribers, actually. Hi, new and people. Hi, new people. Also, I wanted to say, um, sometimes we make jokes. Sometimes <coughs> I make jokes that are pretty stupid. And if you know me, if you know some or us a little bit already through our journey, um, then you also know that most of the things I say I don't mean seriously. But if I have offended anybody by saying things that might seem offending or off-putting, which I don't think I do often, but sometimes I do, then I wanted to say I'm sorry. Did somebody say something? No. What made you think of that? Because I, I listened back to the last episode with Kirsten, mm -hmm. and in the beginning of the episode I called you a subhuman, like a submarine. So, and I thought maybe I'm, you know, putting it out there. There have been other times where we've had to cut things out of the podcast. Because right. You say something and then we both look at each other and we're like, whoa. <laughs> right. So we don't do it often. We don't cut out things a lot. But I just want to make do, sure that. If we do, it's because of Wavy's jokes. Right. So sometimes I say things that are coming straight out of my mouth without thinking about it first. And I. One, and we again we almost never really cut anything no but if we leave something in there that offends anybody or someone feels like hurt by it i'm sorry that's nice yeah so okay let's get into that episode first of all i want to say i have been doing this oscars thing for a couple of years now where i try to watch all the best movies like all the Best, the best picture nominations. Picture nominations, right. And uh, since we're here in the Central European time zone, we only can watch it from 2 in the morning until 6 in the morning, which is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> from Sunday to Monday, so it's right. like early Monday morning, which yeah. is great. But I've been doing that for a while now. And, but we uh, didn't watch last year. Right. I just wanted to say that last year we didn't watch it because I think it was pretty late because of COVID. They delayed mm. it pretty fat, pretty pretty back. And we I don't know if we were already downstairs in the basement. I don't think so. But it was short before that, but we didn't watch it. So mm -hmm. um, we found out about the slap in the morning. Yeah, we didn't and see the slap. that was slap. the moment where I was like, God damn it, I wanted to witness that on live TV. Yeah. So, yeah. This year we're going to do it, or I'm going to do it at Me least. Too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so, and we thought about, we watched all the movies, all the best nomination movies, and I thought we'd talk about it and maybe... Give our predictions or our hopes I'm not and going dreams. To, I'm not going to predict anything, but I I'm going to at least critique them a little bit, or at least... Critique. Tell my own opinion about those nominations. That, okay. would, that would be the definition of critique. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start. Okay, so we are starting with... Top Gun, Maverick. Mm -hmm. um, should I just read the short little? Yeah, sure. I mean, okay. everybody has seen it, but sure. 30 years of service leads Maverick to train a group of elite Top Gun graduates to prepare for a high-profile mission while Maverick battles his past demons. Yeah. 
has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it was directed by Joseph Kosinski. And yeah, um, as a lot of people know, the first one um, was 19. One was the first one. I don't know. I don't even 80 know. 80-something, was it? 1986, yeah. And it was directed by the great, late Tony Scott. And a lot of people consider it a classic, even though, interestingly, because you mentioned the rotten score, the first one has a rotten score of 58. That's interesting. And a lot of people call Maverick the better mm-hmm. of those yeah. two, and I would even say that. Um, so I won't give my score. I wrote a score for each one for like my personal opinion, but only out of five and only in relation to should it be like... Um, Wait, what do you mean score? Like The rating. Like a rating the, out of five. But it's my personal one rating out of five. Best or no, one, one being worst? <laughs> okay. When is a one out of five the best? In the school system here. Yeah, but in a rating system yeah, for movies. Okay. Um, but my score is not, it's how I enjoyed it and how I think it's, if it's worthy of But compared like being to worthless. the other ones. Compared to the other ones. Okay, got yes. it. Yes. So not just overall, but compared to the other okay. ones. Okay. Very confusing, but yeah. yeah. What is the score? My score for Top Gun Maverick was three and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. I can see that. The thing is, I would say four for me. I wouldn't compared to the simply other movies because that it are up was so it. fucking entertaining. It was very entertaining. That I was movie thoroughly entertained. Was I mean, it's completely stupid. It's a propaganda movie about joining the force, and. Yeah, that's it. But it's I mean, so Tom well Cruise done. Is just so cool, and, and all the shots are amazing yeah. with the planes flying, and and it's it, nostalgic. And it's very nostalgic. They have a very few, a, a few very cool scenes in it with Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would give it a four. Okay, I I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was bad. I would probably watch it again. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's one of those movies that it's like a one and done. Um, I would watch it again. I want to buy I it on 4K it. Blu-ray. But do I think it's worthy of Best Picture? No. No. No, it's not. Do I think it has a chance of winning no. Best Picture? Yes. No. Because Hollywood. Not. I think won't. it has less of a chance, but I think it still has a chance. The They gave it the nomination because um, what it is, what it means to people. Yeah. But they, it has no chance. Women okay. talking. Women talking. Like from war movie to the complete opposite a drama about literally women talking in a yeah. fucking stable for I mean, one and a half hours. It's based off of a book. Yes. Um, has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. The movie, uh, the book is also based on a real life event in South America somewhere. Southern America, not South no, America. No, South, South America. The continent, South America. Yes, it's. Um, it was inspired by events in... Uh, I, I mean, I read you the whole thing. And I'm looking stupid because I can't think of it I mean, anymore. It says it's not directly based on a true story. It's adapted from a novel of the same name. That Manitoba was colony on a remote and isolated Mennonite community in Bolivia. In Bolivia? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, the women of an isolated religious colony reveal a shocking secret about the colony's men. For years, the men have occasionally drugged the women and then raped them. Right. The truth comes out and the women talk about their new situation. So essentially, it is about women of this community, this colony, trying to decide whether they should stay and do nothing, whether they should fight, or whether they should just leave. Mm-hmm. It's a parable. Parable? Is that the word in English? Parable? Yeah. It's comparable on life, on a lot of uh, situations that have emerged in the last couple of mm-hmm. years uh, with the Me Too movement and the suffrage of women. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a movie about women talking. It's um, great. I made this stupid joke at the beginning of the movie. Oh, let's hope it's not only women talking. Um, but it was. And it was. it was a very, very intense great movie if and it's not too long i think it's a perfect length with one and a half hours realistic like the way that they mm-hmm. were talking with each other i thought was very well written like yeah. it wasn't yeah. so in your face and so like constantly political constantly yeah. you know yeah. it was very much they tried to find humor in some situations mm-hmm. they tried to um also throw in things from just their daily life yeah. into where it wasn't yeah. just yeah. Yeah. talking serious the whole time um i very very much enjoyed that movie larry very play like it could be a play absolutely it's technically set all in like the stable Mm -hmm. in their on their farm and also i really liked um the role of what's his name i'm forgetting the guy who plays arthur ben Mm wisher august august yeah um he's like the teacher um, sure, you like the only male role in the no, movie. No, no, no. That's what I just wanted to say. He, the woman is at uh, the woman. The movie is very. It's all, only women, basically. Yeah. I think there is only one man. There's a few in short it, or scenes short with little clips. There's, um, yeah, but it's only women and it's only women talking, um, which is very refreshing. Mm-hmm. You you don't see that very often. And Ben Vicious character is like this. You, the thing is, I know why they put him in there, and it makes sense for, especially for male audiences. For me, it, was, it makes sense because I feel represented. I feel like um, because if I would watch it without him, I would f- feel like okay, there ha- I want to say something to that. I want to contribute something. I want mm-hmm. to tell them, hey, not all of us are like that. Mm-hmm. And that character brings that to the table without saying it, without even saying it. He's just there. He he's basically them. um taking notes on their meetings so he's he's, yeah, he, documenting, he's documenting the meeting them, for yeah. them yeah and once in a while he he gives his opinion um and he supports the group yeah. and the movement and it's very selfless and he's very I, often like shut down by one of the women right. who is very uh strongly opinionated right i really like this character but i mean the cast itself was very I they mean, were all fantastic Mara, yeah uh, Francis McDormand, yeah, great. My cast. rating was a five out of five for that yeah, one, and I think I it's extremely deserving. Um, it would definitely. I only have three of the three of the movies from the whole lineup of Best Picture have five out of five for me. Okay. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's definitely a great movie. The next one is Everything Everywhere All at Once, a twenty-four. Yes um wait a minute uh 95 percent on rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. 
a Chinese immigrant gets unwillingly embroiled in an epic adventure where she must connect different versions of herself in the parallel universe to stop someone who intends to harm the multiverse. Now, from that description, I have to say it sounds like a Marvel movie. Yeah, it could be a Marvel movie. Um, and funny enough, the movie came out shortly, shortly? or right before Spider-Man Across yeah. the Multiverse. Mm-hmm. Or was it Across the Multiverse? No, Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way Home. Okay. Yeah. But again, I mean, we've talked a little bit about that movie on this mm-hmm. podcast before, and I thought it was brilliant. It's the storytelling was unbelievable. The imagery was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The The acting mm-hmm. was phenomenal. And there were so many dramatic aspects to it where there was so much story there or it's not just like here's an epic adventure it's like there's so much heart yeah, behind yeah, the story yeah. um yeah. that there, there's so much great. intent that everything has its purpose yeah there's some foolery and some weird stuff in there obviously but everything is purposefully put there yeah. and and it all i don't want to say whole, what the main theme is the but, whole story you know, the is end. i mean it's basically about family and about yeah, but, but, but different don't opinions say too much. Don't but say too much. it's such a great movie and i think it's one of my favorite from last year it and all ties together in the end perfectly like you once you realize what the purpose is of the movie like what is trying to be achieved yeah. I don't want to yeah. give away too much but once you realize that you're like everything in this movie makes sense yeah and it's so well done yeah that's great so i also think very very that's a five out of five for me as well very very deserving same the banshees of inishirin yes martin martin mcdonald 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 i don't know i mean people know him from billboards free billboards and uh only in no what is it brooks something brooks what is it i don't know in Brooks. Oh. <laughs> Something Brooks. Right. Um, has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. On a remote island off the coast of Ireland, um, Patrick, I think it's like Patrick, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how to say it exactly, but I think it's Patrick, is devastated when his buddy Colmes suddenly puts an end to their lifelong friendship. With help from his sister and a troubled young islander, Patrick sets out to repair the damaged relationship by any means necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved that movie. I did too. It's a. The thing is, it's set in, um, I think, before Second World War, I think. Yes, I believe so. Um, so 1920s or 30s, something like that. So it's a very uh, dark time. It's also set on remote Irish Ireland. So the people on that island don't have any connection really to the land besides some people maybe coming from there or going mm-hmm. there. And I've heard um, some people already say that the pic- depiction of the people in the movie is very realistic. Mm-hmm. So people were very weird because they just had no connection to the to the outside of the world. Mm-hmm. So they only lived in their little bubble. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't want to say too much, but it's a great movie. The only criticism i have of that movie and you know this already but the only criticism i have is the way that it was advertised because they advertise it as a comedy through and through Mm. like this is a funny ass movie and the way that they cut together the trailer also made it seem funny and when you watch it it is 
tragic. It is tragic. It's a, it it it's a has drama. comedic elements to it. It's a dark comedy. Even that I feel is a stretch though. It's a drama. It I would say it's a drama with dark comedic yeah, elements. Exactly. Yeah. It is it's tragic. It's beautiful, but it's tragic. And it's weird and but in like a really good way, weird. Yeah, I mean the cast alone is yeah. fucking amazing. For me, I gave it a four out of five. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. Uh, I no, nah, it's too weird. Too I, weird I don't that. think it's going to win Best Picture, but I do think that um, it deserves some recognition and awards for Alone for the, the, the acting. The, right, the oh, it was great. Colin Farrell, oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. Triangle of Sadness. A Triangle very, very cool movie. <laughs> very weird movie. Ruben Estlund. So this one has a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So it's not as high as the others. Carl and Yaya, a couple of influencers, are invited to a luxury cruise ship alongside a group of out-of-touch wealthy people. The situation takes an unexpected turn when a brutal storm hits the ship. It's, a again, a parable on life on a lot of social economical and other issues mm. um it's a social cam- commentary obviously a lot of rich people are completely out of touch sailing into the sea um but oh man that movie has some great moments it has some great moments but i personally didn't love it oh i love it i loved it but it's a weird edition when i saw it the first time on the best movies list yeah. i was like that's kind of weird yeah i i don't really get the choice i, don't I mean either. it's a great movie but compare i mean that's not true there's another movie coming two actually two movies coming down the line that i don't really understand <laughs> there's one for me that i'm like but, get out of here <laughs> no triangle triangle of sadness is it's a very cool movie if you I like know which swedish movie it's a very weird not hollywood type of movie it's weird it's enjoyable. I I was entertained watching it. For me, it's a. Th- I was stuck between a three and a three and a half out of five. I would say four. For me. But no, three and a half. It. I don't know. It was. It was good. It was a fun movie. It was an interesting movie. It was a different movie. Mm. But I don't think, in relation to what else has come out, that it's deserving of Best Picture. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. The Fablemans. The Fablemans. Spielberg. So, The Fablemans has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Young Sammy Fableman falls in love with movies after his parents take him to see The Greatest Show on Earth. Armed with a camera, Sammy starts to make his own films at home, much to the delight of his supportive mother. By the way. So, it's kind of like a kind of biographical. It is. No, it totally is. The whole story is biographical. He said it. But he's, is it like yeah, yeah. pretty exact yeah, yeah, or did he yeah. play no, with it a little bit? No. Okay. It's almost the same thing. The only thing that they changed was the name, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he said he talked about the movie a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think short before or short while uh, after COVID hit, um, his uh, friend and screenwriter colleague um i have to find the name now because he's important to taught tony kushner um said to him hey we should do that movie now now is the time to tell Mm -hmm. that story and 
And the thing is, I personally was very touched by the story because me too. I, mean, I know you spoke I know to you me because he's a he's a movie director. He wants mm -hmm. to tell stories, and his passion how it was made was so good. Yeah, I mean the cast alone was fucking insane. And I appreciated that it wasn't so for such a big name as Steven Spielberg. Blah, 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 Steven Spielberg. It wasn't so in your face. Like, look how awesome I became. You know, no, it's not like no. it wasn't that at all and i appreciated that because it could have easily been that um yeah, but it was more a celebration of the love film. of film yeah and it's I, just that. I appreciated that a lot it's not even hey look how i struggled growing up yeah it's not that it's a, a relatively normal childhood he had troubles with mm -hmm. you know bullies with his parents getting divorced and stuff like that but it's not about that it's just about his drive and force of love for mm -hmm. film it's a great movie. I gave it a four out of five. Five out of five yeah, for I me. Thought so. um, this is another one that that conflicts me a little. Conflicts me a little bit because I don't think, compared to some of the other ones, that it's worthy of Best Picture. It's very Hollywood, but it's very Hollywood, and I could see it winning because of that. Because there's yeah. not only a massive name behind it, but it's very Hollywood. And I will say the what do you Oscars. Mean massive name behind it. Steven Spielberg. Oh, because there's a massive yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, my faith has once before been restored in the Oscars because they always pick the Hollywood, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the year that Moonlight won instead of La La Land, my faith was a little bit restored. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I could the see thing is it. I... I could see it winning, and I it would kind of piss me off. I have mm -hmm. to say. Yeah. Okay. Next one. All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a German movie from Edward Berger. And Berger. it's a novelization. It was a novel and it's also a remake. There was a movie made in the 80s, I think, with the same name and same story. It has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. War breaks out in Germany in 1914. Paul Boimer and his classmates quickly enlist in the army to serve their fatherland. No sooner are they drafted than the first images of the battlefield show them the reality of war. Um, yeah, anti-war yeah. movie. Anti-war movie. Um, extremely crazy to watch, like how they were, how these young boys were put into war, like how they were given the, like, this is the idea of what war is and this is what is waiting for you and you're going to be super cool when you come back. You know, they're like all of this. I mean, yeah, yeah. Propaganda. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, you know, like all that kind of shit. And just yeah, like what, very, they, what they told these boys to get them to go over there. It's a very raw um, depiction of the movie, uh, of the sec First World War. It's like if you think of 1917, it's the complete opposite where 1917 doesn't show you almost any but again, war scenes. I don't, I don't think you can compare it. No, to. not at all. But it, you know, a lot of people think of oh, first World War movie, nineteen seventeen. So this movie is just almost all warfare in the yeah. trenches and the dirt, seeing all the shit that people had to witness. And it's not an easy watch, but I think it's a very important movie because it shows that rich old white people sit in their fucking houses, um, telling young people to fight for their country yeah. while they eat their shit and don't yeah. even bother to try to um make peace with the other country um yeah. the same thing is happening in the ukraine right now um a lot of very young people die for their 
quote fatherland um and it's tragic yeah yeah it's a great movie it's for me it's a five out of five for me it's four and a half The next one is Avatar, <laughs> The Way of Water, which you Fuck have not Avatar. seen. That's the only and movie you have not seen. never will I, I have to say. I saw the first one. I don't care for it. I don't care for it. I think I, and this is what I said before, before Voithy went to go see it. I said, the reason I don't want to see it is because I already know what it is. It's going to be beautifully like the imagery is going to be incredible Which it's it going to be a beautiful movie to watch yeah to look at yeah. but the story is going to be yeah. shit yeah. and it's going to be too long Three and i said for that reason i'm hours. not watching it <laughs> I... but wait i'll read that wait i'll read the, I'll read the <sighs> yeah read it so we've done it for everyone sure. so it has a 76 percent on rotten tomatoes by the way we just say the rotten score is so you can compare them yes okay jake sully <laughs> jake sully and natiri have formed a family and are doing everything to stay together however they must leave their home and explore the regions of pandora when an ancient threat resurfaces jake must fight a difficult war against the humans so that's i so mean stupid. pocahontas too that's not even the, the thing is that <laughs> plot doesn't even apply because there is no there's ancient no plot. threat surfacing that's not true it's just the humans again and they must it's, they don't explore the regions of the pandora they hide in a different region I've heard so many things like people's <sighs> complaints about that movie and people like saying there are so many things that make no sense to the plot and or there is no plot or I mean, there's things that happen in the story I, that I think I are illogical. It. Well, Martin was talking about it and he said there is a scene where there's like fire on the water mm -hmm. and they have to somehow get around it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, they're struggling to come with an idea and they just go through it mm -hmm. when they could have just gone under Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, who writes this shit? Six, I think six people <laughs> wrote that movie. Yeah, so um, that movie that. is. The thing is, I get the opinions from people. Oh, it's such a cool movie. I love the movie. Blah blah. I totally understand that. I don't. If you don't want to see something where you have to think, if you don't, if you watch care movies. about beautiful imagery, and if you like just simple stories then that's the movie if for you, you if your favorite movie is transformers then you'll probably like it. yeah sure the thing is there is there is a, a platform a market for those movies and sure. they i again the imagery alone i call it tech demo because that's mm -hmm. what it is to me is amazing but i could have watched 10 minutes of it and i would have been done i didn't need blue avatar pu puberty <laughs> boys calling each other bro in the future somewhere on a this different planet i mean that's so bullshit that's it's so bullshit. bullshit and that's just the surface of it so i hate that the fucking academy put that movie on the list me too i i no feel like me. you know it could have easily sure it's definitely going to win awards for like obviously uh, what, let it what are, win what best, the... best vfx yeah. let it win best sound or something sure, like that. sure great but best picture nah. when you've got shit like women talking up there no and tar which we'll talk about soon when you've got shit like that up there and then you put an avatar it's a fucking it's you, you compare it to you go to mcdonald's but instead of ordering you go straight to the door toilet grab a piece of shit that's floating in there and saying look 
I went to McDonald's. This is food as well. Mm-hmm. That's what Avatar is on that list. Yeah. And it's a fucking disgrace. I didn't in my even opinion. see it, but zero out of five. Elvis. <laughs> okay, Elvis. Oh, boy. Has a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Best Lurman. Whilst on, I love that word, whilst on a mission to transform the mainstream rock and roll culture of the USA, singer Elvis Presley uses his fame to highlight racism within the country. Bullshit. Complete Um, bullshit. It is. So that movie is... Because he doesn't. Just for sure. (laughs) Only about the colonel. And that's it. Yeah. It's about the bad guy. And it's also the bad guy's like narrating. Yeah. Which you're like, why? Why? It's Why? All, what is that choice? It's the whole fucking movie is centered about His around manager. the manager and Elvis' uh, relationship. That's yeah. it. There and also, no, I don't agree with that description. No, he doesn't highlight no. the problems it's of racism. It's so bullshitty. But the, I think the problem I mean, is that Elvis Baz Luhrmann stole gospel music. Yeah. I love Elvis. Don't get me wrong. He's he's the king. But he stole gospel music and made it like his own. Whether the, it was intentional or not, that's what happened. The the problem is that Bass Lerman. The thing is, you have to like him to appreciate his movies. It's very all over the place, very fast paced, weirdly cut, a lot of jump cuts, moves, a lot of me- weird music choices, and. Did he do Moulin Rouge? Yeah, he yeah. does a lot of great set pieces he knows how to put people in those set pieces and and make them shine i think of the great gatsby from 2013 but it's all over the place and the problem is that elvis is the worst example for his movies because he puts all his in it and the thing is it could be such a cool story but he chose to focus it on just the relationship between him and the fucking yeah. Uh, what's I his mean, name? Austin Butler was oh. phenomenal. I will say that sure. he was great. The cast was but, great. Uh, you know, I have really high expectations for biopics that are like about musicians, ever especially ever since Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, that, that movie was not that great. So but what movie? Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, it was. Hey, the thing is, I have problems with that movie. It could have been way better. But, I thought it was But great. there was just so much bullshit in the production going on. But nevertheless, um, it's a great example for a good biopic. It is. It's a really good example. But Elvis And it stays is not... true to a story. And right. it's about right. Freddy. That's right. the whole point. It was about Freddy. Right. And it stuck to being about Freddy. <laughs> yeah. This movie should have not been called Elvis. No. This, should, this movie should have been called The Colonel and uh, Elvis or something like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I would yeah. give it like a two and a half. No, see, I would give it a three because it was for me still entertaining. As I like biopics, I like movies about musicians, especially musicians that I love. But uh, yeah, it was very poorly executed. The best I scenes, and Baz Luhrmann is already thinking about it, um, are the scenes where they basically reshot most of his iconic um, concerts, mm-hmm. like really scene by scene. And he's already thinking about releasing like a, a director's cut or like a, just a cut of just those things. Okay. And that alone sounds more appealing to yeah. me than just the garbage yeah. that he pulled up, Yeah. to be honest. Because that movie is not great. It's not a great movie. It could have been. And yeah. in some scenes you see it shine through. But 
overall, they, they didn't. Ugh. If you're making a movie about Elvis, then make a movie about Elvis yeah. and yeah. highlight Elvis and also show you know the shit side. Do True. show it all, but then make it about Elvis. Yeah, not about the do Elvis karma. some justice with it, but yeah. not you know weird choice. Weird choice. Last one on the list: Tar. Not Avatar, but Tar. Um, I loved this movie. Todd Field. Um, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Renowned musician Lydia Tarr is days away from recording the symphony that will elevate her career. When all elements seem to conspire against her, Lydia's adopted daughter Petra becomes an integral emotional support for her struggling mother. Yeah, the, who writes That's those a weird description. I'm just reading the Google description. She, yeah, she gets tangled into a sexual abuse. I mean, it is kind of true, um, but there's more to it. Into a sexual abuse uh, conspiracy or... Scandal. Scandal, and she basically loses everything. Well, we don't need to give everything <laughs> I mean, the thing is, if you read the description on IMDb or somewhere, it's, that's what it says. Okay. But I thought of, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. The, the, the way they advertised it, I had no idea that that Me woman was not either. real. So I, the first thing I was, I googled it, and, and it, the website shows up, and there is her book on it and stuff. And like, wait a minute, is it a real person? But no, that's Kate Blanchett on the cover, so yeah. it, it's not real. Yeah. Um, and the way they built that character in the movie. Yeah. So fucking great. Everything about that movie was great. Yeah. They, yeah. you know, there are those movies where the movie is two hours and 39 minutes long. So it's yeah. not a short movie. Yeah. But, and while it also doesn't, it's not one of those long movies that feels short. It's, it feels longer. However, I would have kept watching for another yeah. hour. Yeah. Like there is so much. There, there, they introduce so much about this character and yeah. the other characters yeah. there. Their focus is obviously on Lydia, but all of the other characters play such a massive mm-hmm. role in her story where, you know, you you love her and then you hate her and then you feel sorry for her yeah, and yeah. you have all of these emotions about this woman. And I, I mean, I could listen to her. I wanted, there's the scene where she's giving a lecture at Juilliard. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I that could have watched so that for four 50 minutes yeah, it was so just good. her giving so a well shot and the editing was so well done it was brilliant the whole the whole uh, the whole fucking movie was so well put together yeah. like from the cast to the cinematography to the editing to the music to everything the dialogue and yeah it was a great movie it's yeah. a longer movie one and a half a little more than one uh, two and a half hours but yeah it was so brilliant very very good um for me, it's five out of five, and Tar is my top pick. Oh, your top pick? That is my top Actually, pick. Actually, my top pick is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I thought that was going to be my top Simply pick. Simply because it's the most non-Hollywood conform movies out of all of them. Besides Triangle of Sadness, but, mm. but Triangle of Sadness is just not that elevated enough to be up there but i don't think tar is super hollywood either it hits on some important things that happen in hot like in terms of like when you have some sort of power sure it's not or a name there's a lot of things that come with that and a lot of times sexual assault it doesn't feel it doesn't feel very hollywood like that's true no that's true but everywhere everything everywhere all at once it's just so different and would be such a nice thing I mean, they're they're winning everything right now. So I'm I'm I think I hope I really hope that they're winning it. Of all of my 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 three t- 
guitar women talking and everything everywhere all at once that have five out of five i would be thrilled if any of them mm -hmm. won mm -hmm. and i hope that one of them wins yep. i am nervous that that won't be the case i actually predict that everything everywhere all at once will win mm -hmm. uh but i hope that tar wins it's kind of cool also if you think about it it's in those three movies women are the main yes. character and it's kind of see kind of cool to see that I mean, they're uh, up there tar and was directed by a woman women talking, women talking was, directed was directed by a woman, by a woman. Yep. and yeah. everything everywhere all at once was, was directed by two asian guys okay but still at least yeah. more diversity <laughs> yeah no, i agree so i think all three are winners they're phenomenal yeah. So let us know what you think. We would love to hear your um, opinion. Yes. If you have seen any of those movies, if not, then definitely watch them. They're really good I mean, movies. I you can leave out Avatar. I mean, <laughs> everybody has seen Avatar at that point, so there's no point of saying that anymore. Not everybody. If they're most, like me. Most people. I seen it. Um, but yeah, other than that, we'll hear you next week. Oh, no. Wait. If you like what you hear, <laughs> right? Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. You yes. can like the podcast. You yes. can share the podcast. You yes. can review the podcast, yes. rate the podcast. Um, I said share already, but sharing is really great. Sharing is caring. Uh, it probably brings us the most uh, of everything. So please share with your friends. You don't have to say you love every episode, but maybe there's one episode that stands out to you. Yeah or that you think somebody else would like and just share it along. Also, um, if you follow us on Apple or on iTunes, then follow us on Spotify too and vice yes. versa, if that's possible for you, because that helps us a lot. And if you want to support us in a different way, you can go to in our... <laughs> in a different way. You can go to Spotify. Oh, no. To our Patreon. Patreon. And be like Joe and help us out a little bit. Everyone should be like Joe. Thanks, Joe. That's it. That's it. Goodbye. <laughs>